Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hi guys, welcome to POV and My Therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you don't get paid. Ding! Um, so, I actually don't really know what I'm going to talk about this week, so um, you're going to have to just bear with me. I thought I would maybe like update you what's been going on, and I don't know, we'll see where it goes from there. Um, a lot's been going on. I realized like right before I sat down that I never really updated you guys on what happened on my on my Boston trip. So there was one thing that happened on this trip that really just I don't know, I laughed. I I don't know. Like sometimes there's things that happen in my life that like the only thing I can literally tell myself is if I don't laugh I'll cry. And I think this was one of them. But I feel like I'm just too old to cry about it now. Um but Anyway, so a while back, also, like, we're just not going to talk about this, but Divine is, like, falling apart at this moment. Um, I have, like, eight fake nails on. Two of them are gone. Like, a couple of them are about to pop off. Like, she's just, like, it's really time for me to do my beauty regimen. My eyebrows look crazy. Like, everything kind of looks crazy. Um, yeah, the only thing I've, like, really paid attention to is my hair. So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so one of the things that, like, I was kind of like a... Who's texting me? What? Somebody just sent me a text asking me if my poodle was still available. Who are you? That is so strange. No, my poodle is not available. I don't even understand that. Um, that is so weird. Anyways, I'm not texting back because you keep hearing about those people talking about how um, scammers are like trying to get your information or something. I'm not going to be scammed, babes. I'm not that gal. I'm not dumb. I'm not stupid. You're not getting nothing from me but silence. Thank you, okay? Um, so one of the things that happened was, actually a couple things happened on my trip to Boston. Um, I But I forgot to do my introduction. Oh my God, I'm annoying. Should I start over? I don't know. Mm, okay, before I get into that, let me do my intro, my regular introduction where I tell you if you're listening on YouTube, go ahead, go ahead and subscribe, like, um, turn the notification bell on. If you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and follow me. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, a review, and make sure to subscribe to me so that you can be notified when I post a new podcast. Okay, um, my Instagram is vinephilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O, so go ahead and give me a follow, and my Twitter is the same, and my TikTok is dphile, D-P-H-I-L-E, so yeah, so now that that's out of the way, two things, two like major things happened when I was in Boston, um, besides like getting to see my family and like just being really happy to see everybody and feeling like so loved, um, two major things happened when I was in Boston. Uh, actually three, cause I, I really want to remind myself of like the, the, the third thing that I want to talk about. The first thing that happened was my mother revealed to everybody in a very dramatic fashion that I think a couple, not a couple, but 
not I think, but a couple of podcast episodes ago, I told you guys how like my mother would constantly figure out when I lied and she, and when I would be like, how the fuck does this bitch know I'm lying? She'd be like, God told me, God told me in a dream. Okay. God, she'd be like, God told me in a dream. That was like the thing. So I always knew that like, if I did something wrong, Jesus himself would appear in my mother's dreams and tell her, well, that, that was not exactly the truth. Was it now? It was not. Okay. Because what was really happening was that my mummy, wow, she gave us journals for Christmas one year. She gave us journals for Christmas one year. And she told this to me on Mother's Day, okay? This year, I'm 26. And my cousins were there, my two cousins, my two boy cousins who used to live with me. My sister was not here, so she was not there for the reveal. But when I tell you, everyone gasped. Because we all knew that Divine was a journaler. Everything that happened, I was journaling. I was journaling, okay? And you know what it was? My mom gave me a journal that had a key on it and she kept another key. So I thought all my little secrets were safe, but no, okay? Every time I did something wrong, did I write it in that journal? Hell yeah, I did. Hell yeah. I was writing about all my little crushes, all of my little dirty, nasty thoughts (laughs) in this journal. I was writing it all. I was writing all of my nasty little prepubescent thoughts in this fucking journal, bro. Literally, the gas that went around the room when my mother said this. (laughs) And one of my cousins was like, holy shit, you was writing in that journal every day, every night, multiple times a day. Ah, Utter betrayal, okay? So apparently what would happen was when I went to school, she would sit down and read my journal, read my private thoughts, okay? And then later on, when she found, like, the perfect time, like, in the morning or something, she'd be like, oh, it's divine. Jesus came to me last night in a dream and told me that you were doing this thing. Or or she would be like, you know, when I was young, I had this exact situation that I wrote about in my journal. And then she'd be like, this is how I handled it. And she was like, she was like, I had to find a way to like communicate with you and know what was going on. Cause like, yeah, I was not going to tell her. I was not going to be the one to tell her. And like, you know, like I, I felt a bit of betrayal. I felt a bit of betrayal when that happened. But then like the longer I thought about it, I was like, that's actually like very smart. And like, I'm, I don't know if that's something exactly like, I feel like I would like to create more of an environment where my children could actually like come to me openly. I don't have to sneak behind their back and like create a whole charade of like, I seen it in a dream. That's such like a Caribbean African mother thing to do is God told me in a dream. The Lord told me in a dream. Let me tell you what this lady did. I remember when I was in high school, okay? I had a little cell phone. Grainy phone, okay? Like the little camera. The camera was grainy, okay? So I had a little crush or whatever on this boy, and he kept asking me for nudes. And I didn't really want to send him nudes because, like, literally in my mind, every time, like, I wanted to do something, like, bad like that, like, send nudes to a boy, my brain went to, like, NBC Dateline. Like, I literally could see the headline, like, divine send nudes. Like, I literally, like, literally was, like, my nightmare was for my nudes to be revealed. And this was during the time when that very much could have happened because on Twitter, this was, like, early 2010s, okay? Because on Twitter, 
the the boys would post the girls' nudes. Like, I don't know if I'll remember that, but they used to do that. So I really liked him. I really wanted him to like me. And he asked me to send him nudes. When I tell you, I took the most up-close picture of my nipple. <laughs> Couldn't even tell what it was. All you saw was brown. <laughs> I remember that. That was the last time you talked to me. But I remember when that was happening. And then, like, shortly after... Shortly after, my mom is like, um, she's like telling us, like, she's like, oh my god, one of my friends, she found her daughter's phone and was going through her phone, and little did her daughter know that like she could see all the text messages she sends. That was the end of that. That was the end of that. Until I got to college, and I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, if you're going through my phone, you finna see something you don't want to see, and if you want to do that, that's your business. I don't really give a fuck. If your eyes burn out of your head, that's your problem. Did I tell you, you could go through my phone? No. So why are you going through my phone? At the end of the day, that is your problem. And whatever you see is on you. And you bring better not bring it up to me because it's not my fault and not my problem. This is my private situation. So those. So, yeah. So that was like the first thing that happened. And like when I tell you, I was shocked that this lady, I was like, this whole time you're reading my journal. I, it never crossed my mind. And you know what? I'm still really bad about it because currently I don't know where the fuck my journal is. I don't know where that girl is. And I have so many journals that I, I don't know where they are. Okay. I don't know where they are. Like this, <laughs> I don't know where they are. And I remember one time in college, I, this is going to sound so weird, but I, <laughs> I saved the condom wrapper, <laughs> not the condom itself, but I saved the condom wrapper of the, when I lost my virginity, <laughs> I kept the wrapper and I put it in a little pocket in my journal okay it was supposed to be a memento and I wrote the guy's name on it and why why when I was moving what that damn thing fell out of the fucking journal the moment the one day my mom decides to help me pack up my room she looked at me and she was like you disgust me (laughs) bitch okay but moving on from there and like all of my embarrassing moments with journals. Um, the second thing that happened while I was in Boston was that there was, I went to a concert with my two cousins and actually no, sorry, three and one of their girlfriends and I was drunk. Okay. And this is the thing. I don't know where my, this African accent has spawned from, but it's here. (laughs) Um, this is the thing. When Divine is drunk, one of my friends recently described me as chocolate wasted when I'm drunk. <laughs> Cause I get so happy. I get so happy. And I'm just like, I am drunk. That's how you know I'm drunk. It's when I'm like, I am so drunk right now. <laughs> I'm officially drunk. I'm officially drunk when the words I'm drunk come out of my mouth and I sound and my pitch is like three octaves higher. Okay, like I can literally hear myself when I'm drunk and I hate how I sound. I hate how I sound because I literally. Yeah, yeah, that's who she is. Okay, that's me. Um, I'm that girl and I'm really sorry about it. But I was so drunk at this concert. Okay, and it was a Dave concert and he was this, he's like this British rapper. Very cute. Okay, he's in top way. Okay, so. I was blasted out of my mind and I was not driving so I was throwing back 
I normally have a two drink minimum. On this night though, I was on drink four. So I was lit and I'm a lightweight. So I'm pretty drunk. I start getting, I'm tipsy, half a drink in, a drink and a half. <laughs> She's drunk. Okay. I'm a cheap date. Love that about myself. Love that for my pocketbook. So I am gone. I'm so gone. Okay. Like, you know, when you, you're so drunk or you're high that like you start getting scared that you, you pissed yourself cause you can feel how warm your body is. <laughs> You can feel your internal body temperature and you're like, oh my God, did I pee myself? No, you're just drunk. That was where I was at. At the end of this concert, I asked my cousin to take a picture of me and he's taking a picture of me and this guy, very cute guy, he looks like a scintilla, okay? Like he jumps, he tries to jump in my picture. Now, whether divine, I still don't understand what happened at this moment, okay? It was either I was so drunk that I that I tried to use him to balance myself and then I realized he wanted to be in my picture and then I pushed him away. I still don't know like what happened. But all I know is that I pushed him away and like he was coming at me and he was like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Can I be your picture? Push him away. And I was like, no, it's my picture because I was drunk and that's exactly what I sounded like. And this man looks at me and he goes, it's fine. I didn't want to be in your picture anyways. You ugly as fuck. Now, tell me why record scratch. Everybody was like, that's cap, that's cap, that's cap. First of all, I was like, it is cap because I'm so hot. Duh. And second of all, I was like, oh my God, I'm drunk. Okay. Is your ego that fragile? That just because I don't want you in my picture, you're going to call me ugly. I went from being beautiful to now I'm ugly. Wow. I was like, you really should see a therapist because like that's so awful. You went from like a 10 to like a negative four. I'm drunk. And this is exactly how I sound. (laughs) And I'm like, that's so unattractive. You were so hot. And now you are so fucking ugly. Oh, my God. First of all, he was so embarrassed because his friends just up and were like, bye, (laughs) please, please. They just left. Second of all, why was this man there with a girl? Okay. Who missed the whole thing, mind you. And then she popped up. She popped up a second later talking about what's going on. Okay. So he leaves. And like, you know, like when somebody is embarrassed, like they try to overcompensate by like being overly friendly to everybody in their vicinity. Yeah, that was him. When I tell you he was the loudest person in the fucking auditorium as everybody was leaving and I'm like you niggas are so fucking lame okay so lame and this is like the thing so while I was up in Boston I oh the other thing that happened at this moment was at one point in the concert at one point in the concert they had this kid go up on stage and rap like a part of the song oh my god impressive he was doing really good I re- it's a white guy. It's a white kid. He's going real good. I'm like, oh my God, this cracker can rap. That's what I said. <laughs> and I know like some people find the word cracker offensive, but one of them you can say on TV, the other one gets bleeped out. And one of them you can buy in a store if it says Ritz in front of it. I've never been able to go buy a Ritz N word at the store. So I don't necessarily find cracker to be that much of a... <laughs> of a uh, it's not as bad as the N word for sure, but this is Boston. Okay. 
And I say this and my cousin looks at me and he's like, do you want to get jumped? And it was at that moment that I remembered that the white people in Boston are a lot different than the white people down south. And it reminded me of I like when I was in school in Boston in like the north, it reminded me of like a lot of the racism that I encountered and how like it was like highbrow racism, I would call it. It was a lot of microaggressions that were not very micro. Like, it was very much in your face. You just had to take it as a microaggression. Like, you had to take it, you had to take a lot on the chin. Like, and to, honestly, not even to my surprise, the same things that were told to me when I was growing up are, are also being told to, like, one of my little cousins. And one thing that somebody said to him one time was when he said, they asked him what school he went to, and, um, and he told them, and it's like a magnet school, and a response by a parent he's like nine a response by a parent to where he went to school was oh how did you get in that school they'd never ask a little white child this question you know so like it's like the same kind of like microaggressions and like even like having like some conversations like with people that I consider family who are white I'm just like damn like we really have different points of views and let's just not talk about this because I enjoy you when it's not about this. Like, oh my God. So I like, and I, and it was weird because like before I went back to Boston, like I was thinking about like going to school in Boston. I applied to schools there. I was thinking of like, oh, like when I, when it's time for me to buy a house, maybe I'll move back there. Maybe I'll do that. Bitch, that 10 day trip made me love Atlanta. (laughs) Made me love Atlanta. I was like, damn, I love Atlanta. (laughs) I was like, I was like, the South has its problems, but like the North is weird. And like, I had seen a tweet one time that said, that said, um, Boston is to white people as Atlanta is to black people. And like, yeah, it really is. Like I got so many fucking looks like while I was out because I like, I'm an Atlanta girl. I've talked about this. Ew, I just said that. I'm an Atlanta girl. It's like, my hair, my nails, my everything. Like, when I step out the house, I'm competing with non-existent strippers, bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even see the strippers, but I'm in competition with them. Because them bitches is fine. And if I'm not on my game, I just look ugly. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that. that's just, like, how my mind works now. Like, my mind has not always worked that way. But being in Boston, that's not the case. It's not the case. I cannot tell you how many pair of khaki pants that I saw on one outing. Just so many khaki pants. And I was just like, it's giving very much blue collar, like very much Ben Affleck. I get it. I get it. Um, And which also made me like reconsider my love of Chris Evans. Because I was like, oh my God, this is your home. Mm. (laughs) But like, I also have to say like, this was like in the heart of Boston. So like, I don't feel this way when I'm like, we're the, we're, I almost said the native people. We're like the, the uh, island communities are. I don't feel that way. I don't feel that way at all. But I kept this feeling to myself because I was like, maybe it's just like my point of view. But then I had a friend who is also from Atlanta, born and raised. She went to Boston on like a 10 day trip with uh, her friends. And she straight up asked me the other day, she was like, I literally don't understand how you are the way you are growing up there, having grown up there. And, like, it's so white. It's so, like, it's so fake progressive Democrat. It's it's just a lot that is just, like, it can really fuck you up, like, if you're, 
it can really fuck you up. And she literally didn't know how to tell me like what she wanted to say. And I was like, how you're surprised I'm not Candace Owens because I straight up was the only black kid at my school. And so many of my extracurriculars, I was the only black kid and they never, did Divine ever get a speaking role? No, she was the understudy. Mm, She was the understudy's understudy. Like, just a whole lot of shit. Like, there was, there was, like, so much that I went through, like, going to school up there. And, like, and it it either makes you, like, assimilate to the point where, like, you're a black Republican and, like, you're, you know, you just behave very culturally different and, like, to, to such an extent that you really are not going to relate to uh, a lot of black people. Or you're just like, fuck this shit. I don't like it. And I think, like, that's why I'm genuinely so happy that I moved to the South when I did. Because I feel like it was, like, a, it was at a precipice of me choosing my identity. And and it, it was just the tipping point. I moved right when I reached the tipping point. And it, I feel like if I had stayed there, I definitely, it would have been giving Candace Owens. It would have been giving, I love Yeezy. Yay, Republicans. Um... I really would have been giving that. So I'm glad that we moved right when I was kind of defining that characteristic in myself. And then I came to the Mecca of Negroes. God bless. Okay. I have never felt so thankful for a city in my whole life. <laughs> I love Atlanta. And like, and the thing is, it's like, it's not all the North. It's, it's not all the North that's like that. Cause the same way that I feel about Atlanta, I feel about New York. Like I have my own issues with New York, but like, there's just a different feeling. Like I feel like when you're in a place, right? So actually this is really funny because last night I was on TikTok live and <laughs> I was telling the gals, I was telling the gals about my current crush, which, you know, they call crushes, crushes for a reason. But I was telling the girls about my current crush and, um, and I said to them, uh, one of them was like, I was like, oh, he's a Caucasoid. He's a Caucasian. And one of the girls was like, wait, but this is so funny though, because I said that. And then we were also talking about weddings and I was like, honestly, if it was up to me, everybody at my wedding would just get one baked potato and you can dress it however you like a joke. But, uh, the girl, she then responded, she was like, spicy mayo or olive oil mayo? And I was like, I don't know, it's your potato, it's up to you. (laughs) But she really meant, like, what kind of white person is this? And we settled on he was aioli. And this is what I realized. I realized that, like, when you're in a highly populated place with a lot of white people, if they're all regular mustard, what mustard? If they're all regular mayo... It's going to give Boston. Boston is regular mayo. New York is like olive oil mayo. It's Mediterranean mayo. It's aioli. It's, uh, it's like very spicy mayo. Like it's a lot of different kinds of mayo. So I feel like because of that, there's a different feeling. Like there's a little bit more harmony because I think like it's very different like people who are like immigrants whether it's like from a european nation or like uh like uh or like an island or whatever if you have more than like five generations of family in america if there's a lot of people who populate that area there's not gonna be a lot of different perspectives but like people who like migrated from other places that's not me talking about like saying like they're not racist because bitch these people 
everybody still be racist, like, in their own funny, sweet little way. Um, but it's just, like, I did not like the vibe of Boston. And, like, everybody that I know who visited afterwards, like, did not like the vibes, like, at all. Like, it's just an uncomfortable vibe. Like, it feels like there's a lot of, like, tension. And, like, I felt... <laughs> There were so many times where, like, I walked in somewhere and I just felt, like, low-key, like, mm, do you want me to leave? Because I want to leave. Like, okay. Like, it just wasn't, it just wasn't giving. I didn't like it. So, my dreams of moving to Boston are just, like, done. And also, driving through the streets. Not this being a whole complaint about Boston. But driving through the freaking streets, I, it literally feels like, obviously, like, the old colonial people came and then they built houses all over the place. All these roads are just laid down in between houses. Like, none of it makes sense. Like, a lot of, like, the structure just doesn't make sense. And I used to complain about Atlanta's structure a lot. But the, I was just like, this just doesn't make sense. Like, why would you put a road here? What? It, why is there seven stop signs in one district? Like, what are you doing? Like, it, a lot, I hated it. I didn't like a lot about it. I don't, <laughs> besides the fact that, like, my family's up there, I really, it wasn't giving. It really was not giving a lot for me. So, yeah, my little fantasy of Boston, it's just a wrap. It's just done. And I'm kind of happy it's done because, you know, like, as I was, like, getting older, like, me thinking, like, oh, where am I going to move with what money, number one? Like, what state do I want to live in? Like, where do I want to sit down and, like, build a life? Um, I think the answer is definitely Atlanta. Like, I can't really think of a reason to leave here besides the traffic. Like, I really like Atlanta. Like, I actually really like it. I liked New York for a while until I kind of realized that because I'm, I'm one of the main reasons I was going to move to New York was because I was like, okay, I want to work in like media. I really like media. I want to work in, you know, like I want to work with people who are creating content but then I realized that I don't want to really get paid a salary to work with people who make content because your salary is always going to be like an amount. I want to be the talent. Like I realized that. So that you can kind of do from ev anywhere. And like obviously living in New York would give me more content and stuff like that. But then one of the other reasons I was going to move was because like to like not to like a bunch of my close friends were there. A bunch of my really close friends were there. But then, like, I had two experiences recently that I was just like, no, I don't actually think it's a good reason to move for a friendship at all. And I know, like, that sounds, I don't know how that sounds. It doesn't sound good. But I think, like, sometimes you kind of have, you face the realization that the friendships that you thought were really deep are not. And I had, like, an, like, a situation like that where literally, like, I, like, one of my friends just stopped talking to me. And, like, to this day, I don't know why. Like, stop talking to all of us. And, like, to this day, I, st I don't know why. And I'm just like, all right, I'm in therapy. I've <laughs> I'm in therapy. You're in therapy. We'll do with this separately. And, like, I've tried to, like, check in on them and stuff and, like, to no avail. So I'm just like, whatever it is, like, I'm literally just going to decide that it has nothing to do with me. Like, and I've checked in on them, like, multiple times. And I'm just like, yeah, I have to decide that this has nothing to do with me. And then the other thing that happened was somebody, like, essentially was, like, Loki almost tried to scam me. Like, one of my friends, Loki almost tried to scam me. And I was like, 
First of all, I'm not dumb. Number two, you could never scam me, ho. Okay? I'm from Atlanta. We got water boys on the fucking highway trying to steal your money and your car and your phone if you're going to let them. You're not going to scam me. I see this shit coming from a mile away. And I saw it coming from a mile away, and I nipped it in the bud. So I'm like, these were the same people that, like, I was going to move for. Never wise decision to uproot your life for anybody else. Because, like, I really was feeling, like, even, like, when I decided that I was like, okay, yeah, a lot of my friends are up there. And, like, okay, not to say that I don't have really good friends in New York. I do. My bestest friends live in New York, and I love them. Um, but, like, these are just some of my recent experiences, like, with people that I thought I was a lot closer with, but I wasn't. Um, apparently. Apparently. So, like, even, like, when I said out loud, I was like, yeah, I'm going to move to New York. I didn't really believe myself. Because I felt like, I I was like, I feel like the moment I move, like, I'm going to move up there and, like, feel excited because I have a community and then that community is going to fall apart. Like, I foresaw that. And lo and behold, a good bit of that community fell apart before I even moved up there. And the thing is, I don't have any ill will towards anybody, like, in those two situations. And I don't have any, like, I don't. I don't, I don't have a grudge. Like, I'm not angry. I'm not upset about anybody because the older I get, the more that I realize that people will remove themselves from your life before you even realize anything's wrong. Like, I am so lucky that God and the universe on this subject have teamed up to just people who don't have good intention for me. They remove themselves from my life before I even get a chance to realize what the fuck is going on. I haven't had to cut cords with anybody since, like, December 2020. Like, verbally cut cords. Because I've realized that, like, me not being the one to burn bridges, I'm not going to pick a fight with you because I feel something's off. I'm going to ask you, hey, are you okay? And if you decide not to answer that, why should I write again? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to pick a fight with you because I realized you tried to scam me. I'm just going to not talk to you. And you know that you tried to scam me. So at the end of the day, you really can't say, oh, yeah, Divine just stopped talking to me. Yeah, why she st- you want to tell them why I stopped talking to you? Because you tried to scam me. You want to bring that up? Or should I? So, like, things like that, I don't really take offense to because I'm just like, I didn't pick this fight. I didn't start this conversation. You did. It didn't go the way you wanted it to go. It did not go away. I would li- have liked it to go either. But this is not something that I'm going to hold over anybody's head or, like, turn everybody against you for. Like, to me, like, it just doesn't matter. Like, to me at this point, it these little th- things that I get into, like, with people that I'm friends with, I'm just like, okay, move out the way. Move out the way. You're on, You're in the road. You're in the road. Your car broke down. Could you please veer off to the side lane and make space for me and the people who have genuine intention in my life? And like, and one of my friends is going through something similar and like, she's been, she's literally since the start of June, she's like, June is going to be a hard month. June is going to be a hard month. And I'm like, babe, please don't say that. Like, (laughs) that's the last thing we need is a hard month. Okay. 
But, like, at the beginning of the month, like, literally two people who, like, are constantly in the way causing her problems literally were both like, well, fuck you, bitch. I don't want to talk to you. I don't like you. And at first, like, there's a lot of heartbreak that comes with that. But then it's just like, you know what? If you want to move, move. If you don't like me, move. Get out of the way. You can't not like me and stand in my way. Why do you want to look at me so closely? If you don't like me, get out of my life. Move out of the way. Take your car and go. You don't have to stay here. If you don't like me, do us both the favor of removing yourself from my existence. I will thank you for it. I will be confused at first, but I will thank you for it because I'm not at the point in my life where like, I have so much self-awareness. I'm able to look at myself so objectively, a little too objectively sometimes, and I know when I'm wrong. I know when I'm wrong and I apologize for when I'm wrong. And I'm going to come back to when I'm wrong later. But I know when I'm wrong and I normally apologize when I'm wrong. Even when like, because I truly believe that sometimes it's not wrong. It's not worth being right just to prove a point. Like so I really genuinely feel that. So when I'm wrong, I apologize. Okay? As much as I hate it sometimes. And as much of my pride I have to put aside to do it. If you're a person who can't do that, I don't want you in my life. I don't want you in my life. I really don't. Because, like, you know, I get in tips with, like, some of my friends. But, like, a lot of us are really emotionally mature enough to be like, yo, I did not like when you said that, you flaming whore. Why would you say that? I need an apology. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that that affected you in that way. I said that. I was joking. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry that I said that. I shouldn't have said that. I should have thought more about how you felt. And, like, even sometimes when I'm like, why did that offend you? And they're like, it offended me because way back when somebody said something similar. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Even if in my head I still think it's just a joke. But it's like, no, it's not just a joke to them. Like, it's a real deep thing to them. So... The point is, everybody would be better if they just learn how to fucking apologize and talk about their feelings, okay? But, right, so now, like, as I'm getting older, like, my circle is, like, low-key, like, getting very small. <laughs> but it's becoming, it's, it's, qu- it's quality over quantity. Like, you never want to be surrounded by so many people and none of them have good intentions for you. I would rather be surrounded by, like, two people who love me deeply and are going to be honest with me, are going to be real with me, are going to make me apologize when I need to apologize, and who are going to apologize when they need to apologize. I don't want to be around somebody who's constantly fighting with insecurities and their fucking pride. Like, I don't want to deal with that. Like, I feel like I'm way too old at this point to be dealing with that. And, like, that even goes, like, with myself. Like, sometimes, like, I catch myself and, like, I have to literally constantly have conversations with myself and, like, therapize myself, okay? The other day I went to a birthday party and I was like around a lot of people that like I don't necessarily know and I don't know people's lives. I don't know their stuff. I don't know their business. I don't want to know their business, not necessarily. And I, but I had felt like a lot of the people in the group like had their shit together. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm getting to a point in like my situation where I feel like the ice could break underneath me and like I'm very scared (laughs) I'm very scared about my like my my whole situation okay um but I'm like I'm trying to like have faith and like be positive and all those things but I'm at a turning point essentially and I don't really know what's around the bend so I'm a little scared so I'm looking at all these people and like they seem like they have their lives together like 
a lot, you know? And then I realized that the birthday girl is 21. <laughs> she just turned 21. Like, 20 to 21. Okay? I was like, oh my god. What was I doing at 21 that I'm 26 now and I don't have a quarter of my shit together? Like, at that moment, I felt like so much shame. I felt so much... I felt jealous. I felt... I felt, like, really bad about, like, where I was in my life. And, and, like, it, I really was just, like, damn, like, there are people out here who are so much younger than me, and they have a lot of their shit together, and I'm really still trying to get my shit together. Like, I have a little bit of my shit together, but not a whole lot. And I really had to therapize myself and, like, Loki just like put my pride heavy aside and remind myself that hey when you were 21 you were deeply depressed you had a lot going on you were trying to get yourself together but you didn't know who you were you were unmedicated you needed therapy you needed a lot of stuff that like you just weren't receiving like you weren't receiving the bare minimum of what you needed like so you can't really sit here and compare yourself okay And, like, and even though, like, I had that talk with myself, it wasn't that helpful because, like, I still thought about it. And I just kept thinking about, like, all the different turns I could have taken in my life and where I could have been now and all those things. And, like, all the time, like, I say that one of my biggest mistakes is leaving this internship that I was in because, like, everybody who stayed at that internship is doing real great now. And, you know, I'm, like, still working on it. And, like, and, you know, like, my friends are very proud of me. And, like, and, like, that's, like, sometimes, like, I'll I'll shed a tear because, like, they have so many achievements and like I'm so proud of them and and then like my little achievements like they're like yay like putting me on a chair and like lifting me up and like yay divine yay 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 we're so proud and I'm like oh my god you're literally <laughs> like you're literally like the chairperson of like a fucking board of something very important like what do you mean <laughs> like thanks I guess mom like thank you But, like, but, like, it's very nice to have, like, people around you who are supportive and, like, who are honest and, like, who push you when you need to be pushed. And, like, I literally started having this conversation about, like, oh, I wish when I was this age I had done that with another one of my friends. And she literally was, like, first of all, just shut the fuck up. Number two, um, you don't know what these people did to get where they are. And I know you, you wouldn't want, you wouldn't, you probably would not wish upon them the things you had to go through to get to where you are as little as you feel as where you are is. And they probably would not wish it upon you to go through any of what they went through to get to where they are. So just stop comparing yourself to other people because it's two different journeys. And like, and, and I mean, yeah, she's right. She is very right. And, and I think like sometimes, like not sometimes, but a lot of times I do look at everything from an outward perspective. So I'm judging, I'm, I'm being hypercritical of myself and I'm, and I'm looking at myself from, like, the point of view of a hater. And, like, that's the thing. Like, I'm constantly looking at myself from the point of view of a hater because a bitch do got haters. And I actually dreamt about one of my haters last night. But either way, like, I'm looking at everything from the point of view of a hater. And I'm, like, I sometimes, like, I'm at, I go through my Instagram. This is so bad. Sometimes I go through my Instagram and I'm, like, looking at my Instagram from the point of view of somebody that despises me. And they're, like, oh, look at her. She's doing this. I don't know why I do that not that often I've done it like once or twice but 
but I realized that like I do have to have a lot more grace with myself and like and and I think like having more grace with yourself being more open with yourself like being more comfortable with yourself which is what I've been doing which is what I've been learning to do which is what I've been practicing it drives away people who can't handle that who can't handle that realness it drives them away like when you're extremely vulnerable and you're open and you're honest and you're full of love, it scares the shit out of people. It scares them because they're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And like, and I've been that person who's on the other side saying, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you so happy? And now that I am like that, I immediately recognize people who were like me being like, looking at me being like, this bitch is fake. It's like, no, she's not fake. She's just overly comfortable with herself and she's fine with whatever is happening around her or to her or at her. So, you know, like it makes, it's been making life easier and it's all, and there is a pain that comes when people leave and stuff like that. But I think at the end of the day, like you just have to realize that like not everybody is meant to be in your life and some people you're just better off without. Like some of it is very painful. And I think, and like, you know, like there's sometimes like, it's crazy because there are some people that I want in my life so bad, right? And when I tell you the universe does fucking gymnastics, it's doing Simone Biles type shit in the air to keep these people away from me. No matter how hard I try to have them in my life, the universe is like, fuck no. And then it's not until like one day they do something that I'm just like, holy shit, I'm so happy that like you're not a part of my life. And like I've said it before sometimes that rejection is protection. Rejection is protection. And it's true. It's true. And sometimes it doesn't even feel like rejection. Sometimes it feels like a slow, a slow release. Like it just feels like a drifting apart. And that's okay too. And you know, I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, It's so funny how like at peace I am right now talking because two days ago I was absolutely in tears like just crying like a crazy bitch but apparently um that was because my period was coming and my period tracker has been off like by two weeks for some reason and I didn't realize that until this week um but yeah but now I'm fake peaceful um and now I'm like fake yoga help life help guru period um but yeah so that's kind of like where I am I'm like I'm actually feeling like really good right now um I'm feeling like really good right now don't know how long this is gonna last for life has a way of absolutely like trying me um and you know sometimes when I think too much I kind of realize that like I shouldn't yeah like it's come to my attention that like literally thinking too much is my greatest enemy <laughs> if you want me to think about something don't that's not my business it has nothing to do with me don't ask me questions oh not my voice like absolutely leaving my body don't ask me questions don't ask me opinions i have none thoughts no head empty face cute booty popping opinions don't feel like having them thoughts not gonna have them okay um but yeah so I've been trying not to think a lot and trying to maintain my peace in that way like I'm dead serious I've been shutting my brain off like so frequently and like honestly it's been helping a lot because I do realize that like 
when I have a lot of time and my head is able to roam free, that's when like my thoughts really start getting cray cray. And also my psychiatrist said that my antidepressant was not strong enough. So she upped my dosage on it because she was like, you're not hitting rock bottom, but she was like, you're a little too close to the bottom for my liking. She's like, why are you spending three days out the week crying? Like last week I really was like boohoo crying like a lot. And, and like, that's the thing that fucked me up was me not knowing that my period was right around the corner. So, but I realized that the boohoo cries, the three day boohoo cry happened two weeks apart and you ovulate in between ovulation and getting your period it's two weeks and I asked her I was like what's the difference like why would it be okay if I was just sad at a random time during the week versus that I'm going through like this intense emotional shit when I have my period and she was like that's literally the defining factor is that it happens around your period so because of that you're in a state of dysphoria um around that time and she was like and the medicine is just like not strong enough so I was just like, okay, cause like the bitch, the first week I was on this shit, oh my god, clean my room, like I was lit, I was like, I'm motivated, I'm a bad bitch, I'm gonna do everything I need to do, I was getting so much work done, I did, I recorded the podcast on a Monday, not on a Thursday as I'm doing right now, okay, I, like my shit was together, my shit was together, like it was really giving an organized bad bitch, and then like after a week and a half, I just like went down and then kind of plateaued but like that plateau still was like an inch higher than my regular mood but she was like no like you're supposed to be feeling like up here and she was like and not like euphoric but like better so so I'm gonna be dealing with that um but yeah so it's been it's been a time um yeah so this this week has just been a little long not gonna lie I've thought about a lot I've had a lot of thoughts I've had a lot of thoughts most of them okay some of them not the smartest thoughts um but thoughts nevertheless um even though I am sexy sometimes I think and I think that is to be celebrated so yeah but yeah so I think this might be the end of the podcast because it's 6 17 and I want to go to the gym I've been going back to the gym you guys also hold on wait 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 back to the gym gossip bitches so ever since I went to my new gym there was nobody really attractive now (laughs) I've been seeing this person (laughs) there's this person at my gym tall tan okay Uh, long curly hair I don't know if they are a man or a woman. I can't tell if it is a man with big bosoms. Because you know how when men work out, they got them they got them pectorals. They got them pec titties. They got them pitties, okay? And how when women work out, sometimes they have like very tight breasts. So I can't tell if it's a man or a woman. I can't tell if it's a he, she, or they, or them, okay? Either way, if it's not a he, happy pride. <laughs> happy pride. I was like, I saw them, and I was like, I don't know what you are, but I feel a lot. Whatever you are, I want you to be mine. They're so gorgeous. Will I be speaking to them? Why would I do that? <laughs> you think I like pain? 
No, I don't. No. Next thing you know, I get too close and they got a wedding ring on or some shit. We're not playing that game, ho. Um, but they are so fine. And they've been going there at the time that I go there. So a little bit of eye candy to look at. A little something scrumptious <laughs> to observe. <laughs> when I'm on the stairmaster wondering if I'm going to have a heart attack. Because, <laughs> like, straight up, I'd be like, that's a lot of pulsating going on my chest. But, yeah. So there's a little tea gossip, a little gym gossip to start the weekend off with. <laughs> but, yeah, very cute. Like, and the body is just nice. Ooh, I know I'm a fat beast, but I like a nice body. You know what I'm saying? Purr. But, um, also, though, like, that gym has so many young people. So, like, even though, like, they look like they work, like, a, a job. Like, they look like they're a coach, you know? But I'm afraid they're going to open their mouth and be like, yeah, so in second period, fucking, like, a high school or some shit. That's, like, my ultimate fear at this gym is just, like, because I go so late in the day. So it's not, like, because if you go during the day, if you go to the gym in the middle of the afternoon when people are in school, oh, although it is June. Damn, I didn't think about that. Anyways, they have work a job. So I'm assuming they're an adult. Hopefully they're an adult. Maybe that'll be like the first thing out of my mouth if I talk to them, which I won't. Um, I'll be like, how old are you? When were you born? 1990s or 2000? What is it giving? Hmm? So yeah. But that was a bit of gym tea. So I will be updating you guys on that. Very cute. I really have a type. <laughs> I have a type. Tall, tan, curly brown hair mm. anyways yeah so that was the end of this podcast if you ask me at this moment what I talked about in this podcast could not tell you I don't remember anything <laughs> that I talked about all I remember is that I've done this African accent a lot and I feel like I'm getting better at it okay so um we will talk later um at this moment oh maybe I'll leave you with a quote I'll leave you with a quote because I posted this on my Instagram because it's actually come up a lot this week. So I'm going to leave you with a little quote. And for you to ruminate on. For you to think about this week. And I'm going to do it my little ASMR. Okay. So going to bring this really close to us. And get a little comfortable. Let me make sure my microphone is recording. That is my biggest fear. Okay, we're still recording. Okay. So this is a quote from Call Me By Your Name. If I've said this quote already, kiss my behind. So this is the dad at the end of the story. He says to Elio, he says, uh, okay, if there is a pain, nurse it. And if there is a flame, don't snuff it out. Don't be brutal with it. Withdrawal can be a terrible thing when it keeps us awake at night. And watching others forget us sooner than we'd want to be forget forgotten is no better. We rip out so much of ourselves to be cured of things faster than we should that we go bankrupt by the age of 30 and have less to offer each time we start with someone new. But to feel nothing so as not to feel anything what a waste okay so feel your feelings 
no matter how much they suck um yeah I've been feeling my feelings a lot this week I'm not even gonna lie um and my first little three-day meltdown it lasted three days because I was trying to put off feeling feelings (laughs) I really was trying my hardest to like avoid having the meltdown and that just elongated it and then the second time around that it was happening I was just like no like I'm just gonna take this day to cry I'm just gonna call one of my friends and boohoo cry on the phone and then when they hang up I'm gonna boohoo cry by myself and I'm gonna eat ice cream and boohoo cry and I boohoo cried for a whole day but you know what by the end of the day I was fine I was spriteful because I felt the feelings like you know last week I said that quote about my how my mom is like don't give your depression a chair but I think sometimes you're not giving it a chair to stay it's not a permanent seat but hear it out hear it out hear the sadness out hear the feeling that you feel out because it's trying to tell you something it's because at its core it's because something has bothered you so hear it out listen to what it has to say and then send it on its way and I think doing that the second time was why I only had my meltdown for a day instead of having it for three days instead of like fighting with it and not trying not to feel it and then feeling it anyways so Feel those feelings, accept them, and know that the next time around, you'll just know how to deal with them better. But yeah, so that's the end of the podcast. I feel like I was all over the place. I really was. Am I going to apologize for it? No. Okay. Um, But yeah, so have a great weekend. Okay. I hope your week is filled with love. It's full of light. I hope you get kissed. I hope you get shagged. Mm-hmm. I hope you have a good week overall. Um, and if you're listening on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. Leave a comment. Oh my God, what's the secret phrase? What is the secret phrase? Mm. The secret phrase is grapefruit. Period. No, like just grapefruit, not the period part, but just grapefruit. Period. Okay. That's the secret phrase this week. So if you got to the end, if you got here, ride grapefruit. Um, yeah, so if you're listening on, if you're, if you're watching on YouTube, write that. And then subscribe and like and all the things you know you're supposed to do to support your favorite creatives. And then if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and follow, leave a rating. If you're listening on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, sorry, go ahead and leave a rating and review if you're feeling extra nice. I hope you are and also subscribe and um, follow me on Instagram and find Philo V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O that is also my Twitter handle and I'm on TikTok at dphile d-p-h-i-l-e okay I will see you next week okay bye say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.